Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. There's a passage the Lord has placed upon my heart. It's actually one stanza of one psalm. If you would turn in your Bibles to Psalm 51, stanza 19. I want to ask you, as you have opportunity, to read all of the psalm, to saturate yourself, to contemplate and reflect upon its meaning and spiritual significance for our lives. And I want to preach for a little while this morning about getting to then. Getting to then. Psalm 51 begins with, Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. It occurred to me on this particular reading of this psalm that all that happens in the other 18 stanzas is the process and the pathway through which God gets David, his servant, to then. Then is an adverb, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's an adverb that focuses on a point in time. In fact, the difference between, as I research this, between then and when is then is at what time? And when is at that time? There's a newest of difference in the two words. Then is a point of time. It is the place in this passage where David is trying to move to. Because in his experience of God, in his spiritual walk with God, because of his sin, because he has committed grievous sin, the sin of adultery and the sin of murder, He's out of place because whatever else sin is, and the classic explanation and delineation of it is sin is a kind of missing the mark. But you and I need to be aware of the fact that when we miss the mark, we do hit something else. And therefore, there is no basis, there is no ground, there is no foundation for reasoning that sin does not have consequences. 
David has missed the mark. And in missing the mark, he had become misdirected. He had become misguided in his approach to God, in his relationship to God. And everything in this psalm is about how God gets him back to then. Then in this text for David is a, is a point in time, a particular place, a place, a portion in time where he will experience the fulfillment. He will actualize the destiny that God has prepared for him. Then it's a rest stop on the expressway of life. Then it's a mile marker on our march to maturity. Then it's a punctuation mark on our pilgrimage through providence. Do I have a witness here? Have you got to then? Have you, have you arrived there in your marriage? Have you got there in your spiritual walk with the Lord in your relationship to his church? Are you there in your relationship with significant others? Are you there in your prayer life? Are, there, are you there in your Bible study? This text tells us how to get to then. Do you want to know how? As I peruse the corridors of the text, there were some truths that emerged that will help us to get to then. One is, there's the reality of convicting confrontation. See, some of us have not got to then because we are operating under the delusion that we have already arrived. That there is the reality of convicting confrontation. In most of the Bibles that you have, this particular psalm has a prescript that indicates David, who is the author of most of the psalms, he wrote this psalm when he was confronted by Nathan. Is it in your Bible? That this was the point in time, this was the place in time where David, who had did his dirt, who had disobeyed God, who had committed adultery, who had murdered another man, and taken his wife, and thought he could hide. You can slide, but you can't hide. And God sent a prophet. See, cause God knows your business. No matter that pastor didn't see you, or your wife or husband didn't see you, or your children weren't there, or your best friend or mama or daddy when God knows your business. Do I have a witness here? He knows where you were last night. Oh, you thought you were hiding, but God knows. He knows what you're thinking right now. If we're going to get to the end, there has to be the reality of a convicting confrontation. 
And, and John blessed me this morning not knowing what I was going to preach, just additional affirmation in our intercessory prayer time. He was reading about the relationship between David and Jonathan. We need Jonathans. But just as much as we need Jonathans, we also need Nathans. Some of us want Jonathans, but we don't want nobody to tell us the truth. If you read 2 Samuel 12, verses 1 through 10, you have a synopsis there of the confrontation. What Nathan did was courageous. It was daring when he confronted the king and made him accountable to God for his sin. That's something that's missing in our churches today. We're afraid to make anybody uncomfortable. We're afraid to confront anybody. We're so busy sweeping it under the rug. But some stuff needs to be confronted. If we're going to get to then, getting to then is the reality of a convicting confrontation. It's not always a person. Sometimes God has to hit us upside the head with trial and tribulation. And when I say that, understand what I'm saying theologically is that God allows things to happen because some of us get too big for ourselves. And we need, we need a convicting confrontation with the realities of life. We need to learn through trial and tribulation that our money ain't all that. Credit cards is not all that. Fine houses and degrees is not all that because there comes a place in time that if you don't have Jesus, you can't charge it to American Express. You can't get in a car and drive away from it. You can't put on an $800 suit and dress out of it. Sometimes reality becomes the Nathan that gets our attention. Do I have a witness here? If I never had a problem, I would know God could solve them. I would know what faith in God could do. Sometimes it's being in the presence of God. And God is so good at what he does that often he shows up uninvited. Saul got to he was Saul then, he became Paul, but he got to then with an uninvited visitation. He was on the road to Damascus to persecute the saints. And God showed up in the person of Jesus Christ and called him to account. Saul, Saul, why dost thou persecute me? Because if you're God's child, wherever he needs to get us, He'll do what's required to get us there. We get to then through the reality of a convicting confrontation. You know, as I thought about this, out of the clear boo, the 1992 movie won, got nominated for four Academy Awards, A Few Good Men came into my consciousness. And you know, Tom Cruise plays in that movie, Demi Moore, uh, Kevin Bacon, 
Jack Nicholson, and, and, and Tom Cruise plays a lieutenant, Daniel Caffey, who's defending two Marines who are accused of murder, another corpsman. And the Nicholson character, Nathan Jessups, is the commander of the garrison at Guantanamo Bay. And Cruz's character thinks that Colonel Jessups is complicit in the murder of this corpsman because he's issued a code red. And this scene in the movie, which is really a, one of the great scenes in cinematic history, with Jessup on the stand, and Kathy interrogating him. And it's almost a role reversal. Jessup says, you want answers. Kathy says, I'm entitled to answers. Jessup says, you want answers. He says, I want the truth. And Jessup said, you can't. Somebody watched it other than me. Some of us can't get to then because we can't. We can't handle the truth. Now what's, what's problematic about that is the truth will set you free. Getting to the end, the reality of convicting confrontation. It also is the recognition of a crippling condition. You read the process that took him to stanza 19. And part of the process was, in stanza five he said, behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. David recognized something that we all have to recognize if we're gonna ever get to then. Is that spiritually? We can't pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We were born not just with DNA, but we were born with DOA, dead on arrival. That's why a few weeks ago when I preached about how the answer is blowing in the wind, Lord told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Every day of my life is a struggle trying to be more like Jesus. Oh, I know some of you would like the pastor to stand up and say, I got it all under control. You'd like me to say, I don't have no problems. Cause some of us, while we don't necessarily aspire for that in ourselves, we're involved in spiritual hero worship because we need somebody else to do what we're not doing. But I'm here to tell you this morning that we're in this ship together. We're in this boat together. Do I have a witness here? You want to get to the end? You and I have to recognize 
a crippling condition. You see, some of us haven't got to the end because we're still trying to work it out ourselves. We're still trying to patch it up ourselves. We're still trying to fix it up ourselves. We're still trying to dust it off ourselves. We're still putting mascara on it ourselves. We're still putting cosmetic on it ourselves. But if you want to get to the end, You got to move to the point that you call it what it is. And say, Lord, I can't make it by myself. I can't fix this marriage by myself. I can't handle this job crisis by myself. I can't handle this financial problem by myself. disease by myself. I can't handle this addiction by myself. You want to get to the end. You ought to go on. Let's get real this morning. You ought to tell him I can't love her by myself. I can't love him by myself. I can't forgive them by myself. God want us to acknowledge church is not a resort. Church is a hospital. And there's only one physician on call. And his name is Jesus. Everybody in here is a patient in God's hospital. And you own doctor's care. But what I like about him is he still makes house calls. I didn't have to wait. Recognition of a crippling condition. The reality of convicting confrontation will help you get to the end. But the result of cleansing confession will help you get to the end. When I thought about this, I remembered hearing a poem that a teacher wrote. She wrote this poem. The educators here can't appreciate it. She wrote this poem in response to what a child did in her classroom. But it led her to think about her relationship to Jesus. The poem said, he came to my desk with a trembling voice. He said, dear teacher, do you have another test for me? I spoiled this one. And then the poem said, I took his test, all spoiled and blotted. I gave him another test, all unspotted. And I said to him, dear child, do better now. And she began to think about her Lord. She said, in the second stanza, she said, I came to the Lord with a trembling heart. Do you have another day for me, dear teacher? Dear master, I've spoiled this one. And I get happy when I hear her say, he took my day, all spoiled and blotted, and gave me another one, all unspotted, and said, do better, my child. 
do better. My child, is there anybody here? Lord's been good too. Is there anybody here? Lord is blessed. Is there anybody here? Lord has said do better. I like to tell you I've done everything I should, but I got to tell you that I have not. There's times I've come up short, but I'm telling you the Lord is good. He's able. If you take your burdens to the Lord, if you leave them there, he'll work it out. Do I have a witness here? He'll say, child of God, do you think you could do something uh, that'll make me stop loving you? Get up, my child, and walk a little further uh, down God's highway. I ought to have a witness here. Well, we got to then. That's the last movement in the text. If you want to get to then, there has to be convicting confrontation. There has to be an awareness of a crippling condition. And there has to be confessing and cleansing. But when you get to then, uh, then is the mild marker of a consecrated commitment. Uh, see, you can't serve God anyway. Uh, can't serve God anyhow. He's got to clean you up. Uh, he's got to wash you off. Uh, he's got to fix you up. Uh, he's got to apply grace to us. But when we get to then, we can say then, yes I will. Uh, then, you know what he says in the psalm. Uh, he says, thou shalt be pleased uh, with my sacrifice. Uh, that's where I'm trying to go. Uh, it don't matter to me if you are pleased. Uh, what ultimately matters is if God is pleased. Uh, and if God is pleased, uh, it'll be alright. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm going on a little further. I'm not where I ought to be, uh, but thank God this morning, uh, I'm not where I used to be. Uh, I'm pressing on, uh, I'm pressing on uh, the upward way. Uh, new heights I'm gaining uh, every day. Uh, uh, when I get to then, uh, I'm going to shout glory, hallelujah. Uh, when I get to then, uh, our troubles will be over. Uh, when I get to then, uh, uh, no more crying. Uh, when I get to then, uh, uh, no more heartbreak. Uh, uh, when I get to then, uh, no more lonely nights. Uh, uh, when I get to then, uh, no more ups and downs. Uh, when I get to then, uh, no more valleys. Uh, uh, when I get to then, do I have a witness? Uh, uh, no more midnights. Uh, is there anybody here that want to get to then? Keep on running. Uh, I keep on trucking. Uh, I keep on walking and get to then. I ought to have a witness here. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.